What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Along the Keel, a podcast dedicated to the brands that are being built outside. My name is Captain Zach, and in this week's episode, I talk with Addison and Jonathan, the founders of Captain Experiences. These guys are based down in Texas, and after a few beers at a house party, they were off to the races creating an online platform that connects high-quality fishing guides with those looking to experience fishing in their local waters. It was a pleasure getting to connect with these guys, and big shout-out to Builder from Waypoint for making the introduction. We chatted everything from how to build an online platform, fishing, and why Austin seems to be the next hotspot for startups. But before I go, make sure to check out Along the Keel on social media. Give us a like, share, follow, and head over to alongthekeel.com to sign up for our newsletter and learn more about what we're all about. Also, check out Chasing Tides Collective on Instagram and on their website, chasingtides.co. You can find fantastic articles that are revolved all around the coastline, the people that make it up, as well as some spotlights that we have partnered up on that give a written form of the podcast. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Along the Keel. We're also affiliated with waypointtv.com, so shout out to them for helping us make this connection, but at the same time being one of our long-lasting partners of the show. Thanks. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of Along the Keel, episode number 62, featuring Captain Experiences. All right. What's happening in your guys' neck of the woods? Not too much. I mean, you guys just got through a massive snowstorm in Texas. (laughs) which is insane. Yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy. You know, we lost, we lost power and water for, you know, pretty much a week straight. Addison and I, he, we live about a mile away from each other. So we were mm-hmm. just taking turns, losing power, losing water, you know, schlepping everything back and forth and, you know, wheelbarrows and whatnot. It was, it was wild. No shit. <laughs> so, but you guys are, I mean, you guys grew up in areas with snow, though. I mean, right? I mean, you guys are from the Virginia area, correct? So I am. Jonathan grew up in Houston. I grew up in D.C. But I think uh, the big difference is that down here, they don't really know what to do with snow. So in D.C., you wake up. I remember (laughs) I would wake up. First of all, I'd be off school, which is awesome. And now I still have to work, unfortunately. Um, But you'd wake up and the roads are already plowed and salted. And, you know, your car is basically good to go. And uh, you wake up here and nothing gets plowed ever. And um, you know, everyone's powers out because no one knows how to handle it. So it's, it's kind of a different story. Yeah. Growing up in, uh, growing up in Houston, the threat of snow was enough for us to get school canceled. So that was, that was really, so, yeah, really, um, you know, there'd be a little <laughs> bit of ice and, you know, there'd be ice on people's windshields and we'd all run around like crazy, you know, worrying about the end of the world and, uh, yeah, no school. <laughs> All you Texans think you're so tough until a couple of snowflakes start falling. Yeah, yeah. You know, hurricanes are nothing. You know, we we've got that one right. down. But uh, yeah, you know, snow is uh, is public enemy number one. That's too funny. So now, I mean, did you guys have any a lot of damage? I mean, I've seen pictures on Instagram where it's like roofs were collapsed, pipes burst. Like it was crazy. Was that? Do you guys get pretty lucky or? I think we were pretty lucky. We a lot of people had some issues, and a lot of people ended up doing kind of what we did, where they kind of one house, you know, has a pipe burst. And so they move over to the second house and then that house is a pipe burst. And so mm-hmm. all, all four of the people move over to the third house and then you know, everyone <laughs> kind of trades off a little bit. Um, had a little bit of damage. I, I, my house actually used to be owned by hippies. I don't know. Maybe this is too much information. Um, but they, uh, <laughs> they, they put it. a bathhouse in the back. So it's a house plus like a separate, like almost like a spa in my backyard that I, the house that I rent. Oh really? And so that, ha- that little bathhouse had some damage, but nothing we, we could deal with. Um, yeah, but I mean, that must be kind of nice to have in the back. What is it, a sauna you got back Pretty there? much, yeah. It's it's kind of like an all-in-one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, unique, but uh, yeah, keep, keep Austin awesome weird. weird. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, unique. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's cool being able to get connected with you guys, you know, through Waypoint, because, I mean, Waypoint is just such a great platform you know with the with the guys that are doing over there and builder and tom and you know hunter um they're awesome dudes so just being able to get connected with you guys is a testament to what they have going on over there and you know this whole online digital thing which is kind of how we come to you know you know the captain's experiences because at the same time you guys are doing the same type of thing right you're connecting with people with captains in in more on the side of fishing captains rather than like the guy that we interviewed earlier who you guys listened to john um who's more of like delivery and the commercial side of things right but um i mean where did you guys get started addison like you're from dc how is growing up in dc and and what brought you down to 
you know, Texas. Oh man, that, that's a whole, that's a whole story. Um, and I'll spare you. We got time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I grew up just outside of DC on the, on the Virginia side and, um, you know, growing up, um, I always liked stuff in the outdoors. So I, I, mm-hmm. I actually grew up doing a little bit of everything. So I grew up, you know, fishing a little bit, hunting a little bit, um, skiing a little bit, uh, wakeboarding a little bit. So I kind of was just a little all around. Um, and I grew up going over to the, the other side of the Chesapeake Bay. So on the Maryland side, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the Chesapeake Bay watershed has a lot to offer, but you can basically get everything over there. Um, huge, huge striper fishing or rockfish as we would call them over there. Um, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I, I didn't make it to Austin for a while, actually. So went to college at University of Virginia, went back to D.C. for a while and was working in consulting um, and just realized, you know, I kind of needed a change a little bit um, and moved mm. to Austin, joined the startup space and then met Jonathan shortly after. Interesting. So, I mean, you brought up a good point right there. And, and Jonathan, before we jump into you, like the startup space, you know, in Austin just seems to be flourishing. I mean from a, from an outsider looking in, it seems like every day I'm, I'm seeing someone that's involved in a startup and they're in Texas. And then all of a sudden you see these huge tech companies coming in. So why do you think Austin's such a great place for this right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's perfect. I, I, maybe Jonathan's almost better to answer that because he's the Texas native. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, it's go for it, Jonathan. Yeah. Austin is because, um, you know, I was looking for a place to go and my wife really wanted to go to LA and, I was kind of like, hell no, I don't really want to go to LA. Um, <laughs> We're not going to California. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of compromised on Austin and, and neither of us had actually ever been here before. We just heard, you know, the, the tales from the grapevine. Um, and so when we, mm-hmm. we kind of decided to pack up and move, we said, you know what, let's just, let's just kind of throw everything in the car and, and go there and we'll see how it works out. Um, and it was really yeah. sad for me because she got a job sooner than I did. Um, so I was kind of left in the sea <laughs> for a little while by myself and, uh, eventually it all worked out and we moved into the hippie home and, and we're, we're here, you know, a couple of years on. Nice. You're in the hippie home with the sauna and, and just living life in Texas. That's awesome. I've been to Texas once. I was um, in college. I competed and one of the competitions was in uh, not, San, San, not San Jose, San Antonio, yeah. um, which I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys have probably been yeah. there. Yeah. But, um, the Alamo. Yeah, exactly. I went and saw the Alamo. <laughs> uh, it seemed like a cool place, but yeah, I always hear great things about Texas. I mean, not to mention it's just, you know, the living expenses are lower compared to the Northeast. I mean, Rhode Island's absurd. Yep. I don't know what you guys are paying on gas, but I just put 70 bucks into my truck to fill the tank. Wow. And I was like, Jesus. Right. So, but Jonathan living in, in Houston and growing up in Houston, I mean, you had to have been doing the same thing that kind of led you to the captain's experience, like growing up fishing outdoors, the whole, you know, outdoorsman lifestyle, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, grew up, uh, you know, fishing along the upper Texas coast out of Galveston, you know, with, uh, with friends and family. Uh, and then our house mm-hmm. actually backed onto the Buffalo Bayou. So, you know, grew up uh, you know, oh, cool. fishing that, uh, you know, chocolate milk water for, you know, catfish and you know, anything that would bite really just grabbing whatever was the oldest in the fridge. Uh, and so that was, yeah. you know, that was really fun, but, you know, also just grew up, you know, playing a lot of team sports and things like that. Um, and so, you know, then, you know, after, after graduating school, after playing, uh, you know, club lacrosse in college kind of said, Hey, um, you know, there's really mm-hmm. nothing out there for, uh, you know, like the post-grad life. Um, and, you know, was always looking at getting more into outdoor sports and, uh, there wasn't really much out there and, and here we are, uh, in a bit. So this was kind of like, was, did you do anything prior to starting up captain's experiences in terms of like a job or yeah, yeah. was it right into Yeah. It? So prior to, prior to captain experiences, I was working in oil and gas, uh, finance, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the company I was working for sold and I said, Hey guys, we always talk about it. Let's finally book that fishing trip. Uh, they said, great job, mm-hmm. Jonathan, you just nominated yourself to book us all a trip. <laughs> I said, okay, you're on. How hard can it be? Uh, I Googled Galveston fishing charters at my desk, uh, and it was an absolute mess from there. You know, you land on these outdated fishermen's websites, you dig around for phone numbers, you play phone tag all week just to hear back that the guide's booked up or the trip is twice as expensive as their website says. I was just like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? You know, it was like a slap in the face. I was like, I'm, how hard is it to give someone money to, you know, go fishing? Uh, and so, right. you know, I was like, you can book an Airbnb, you can call an Uber. What's wrong with fishing? This is broken. Uh, so, you know, put a pitch deck together, uh, pitched a few people, 
Uh, and they said, you know, you'd be stupid not to pursue this. You need to go for it. You need to talk to guides. So went down to Galveston, walked mm-hmm. the docks, talked to these guides. And to my amazement, you know, they said, like, we really need something like this. We're getting ripped off by the back office website, guys. It'd be so much easier if, you know, we could just partner with you and, and you know, book more trips. So, yeah, you know, pretty right. much moved to Austin, you know, the very next weekend, uh, incorporated, met up with Addison. Um, you know, we actually met at, at a house party here between a bunch of mutual friends. And, uh, you know, he, he tells the story better than I, but we just hit it off, talk, you know, captain and fishing yeah. and, uh, you know, the vision all night long. And uh, we've been off to the races ever since. That's wild. That's wild. And And to think like, you know, your love of fishing would actually lead you into something that now that you're doing, right? Both of you guys, you mentioned that you were catfishing. Was that a form of noodling? Not, not. Were you noodling down in the bayou? <laughs> Never got into uh, to noodling. I mean, these, uh, these catfish that I was catching were probably the size of my fist, let alone, you know, being able to, to oh, right. for them. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. never, never done any noodling. We need to, we need to find a, a noodling guide right after, uh, you know, this yeah, call and, uh, <laughs> and get them on board. There you go. Go find the noodling chart. <laughs> um, and, and, and then, you know, all of us, so you moved to Austin. Was that because of the startup scene? Like that was, you felt as though that was like a good spot for you? I mean, it was, it was really just a, uh, you know, a, a cascade of reasons i guess um you know, there was mm-hmm. obviously the the startup ecosystem is so dense in austin i mean you know there are all these newsletters that are going out you know pre-covid and you know even even during covid with you know zoom links and whatnot mm-hmm. but you know it's not like a place where it's like hey this is the event of the week it's like hey every single night of the week there are three different events and you have to decide you know how to split your time uh based on what you're interested in so uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. a place here called Capital Factory in downtown Austin, and it's really kind of, uh, you know, like the ground zero for, um, you know, for startups. And then, you know, when you think about outdoor sports, there's obviously Yeti, um, there's Duck Camp, uh, there's, you know, multiple mm-hmm. other, um, you know, we could be here all, all night long listing all of these outdoor sports startups uh, in Austin alone. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's just the perfect spot for us. Yeah, it it, I, it feels as though that Yeti, in terms of like the outdoor sports companies, Yeti was kind of like the groundbreaking one that kind of came out of Austin. Uh, you know, just yeah. from me looking in, like I haven't done a whole lot of research, but you know, just hearing that name and seeing the brand they built around it, you kind of know it's like, oh wow, they're from Austin. Okay, yeah. maybe we should follow the crowd a little bit. Yep. You know, um, that's awesome. So then from there, I mean, you got this app, right? Captain's experiences. But, you know, apps, I feel as though a lot of people don't understand how they work, where they come from, the process and getting them even on the internet, right? All over the interwebs, you got to find a way on there. Like even when I started this podcast, I had no idea how you even put a podcast on Spotify, you know, come to find out it's pretty damn easy. And then all of a sudden people start listening to you or maybe they don't, you know, maybe, <laughs> but, uh, um, like what was the process because there's this whole logistical side of like getting the app up and running but then there's this whole side of all right well we got to connect with these guides and create this brand and ecosystem that can then fulfill that app right so like give us a like a thousand foot view onto like what is the captain's experiences like how does it work but then also i want to dive deep into like how this what was the process like the the pitfalls the success like how did it all work out? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, you know, the premise of captainexperiences.com is that uh, you can search it, book it, live it. So, you know, you land mm-hmm. on the site, you can search for the exact trip you're looking for, filtering by location, group size, target species, and more. Uh, you can land on all of these different trips, watch YouTube embedded videos, read verified reviews, and book real-time availability with licensed and insured guides. Uh, and one of the biggest pain mm. points uh, that we've found uh, and experienced in booking these charters is, uh, you know, the cash transaction. So let's say you're going down to, you know, Cabo or Cancun or somewhere uh, for a 6 a.m. fishing charter. You have to wake up at 5 a.m., go across town to find an ATM, withdraw a thousand bucks in cash, maybe convert it and then show up at the docks to just literally hand it over. So we said, you know, what's that's ridiculous. Uh, and so. When you book mm-hmm. a trip with Captain Experiences, we email you a QR code, like a mobile boarding pass. So you show up at the docks, your guide takes a picture of it, payment transfers automatically, uh, and you're all set to focus on fun with uh, you know your family and friends. So uh, that's that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. 
Um, in terms of, you know, the story of the platform and how we, how we launched the, you know, the web app and the mobile app, um, you know, it was, it was a windy road, I guess. And so, you know, I had no, yeah, I, bet. I had no technical experience. And so, you know, prior to teaming up with Addison, I basically showed up in Austin and said, Hey, I'm new in town. Can, can someone build this app? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really like the wild, wild West. I mean, at, like, you know, Austin and startups in general, um, you know, it's like the gold rush. And so you have, uh, you know, it won't be the first time either. It's the wild West. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the second or third yeah. time now. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's crazy. And so it was, it was South by Southwest, which is this huge, um, you know, I mean, it encompasses everything media, uh, you know, tech, all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm going around to people saying, Hey, you know, would love to launch a website and they go, okay, like that'll be, you know, X dollars or Y dollars. And I was like, I do not have anything close to X. Or y. <laughs> <laughs> um, and ended right. up, you know, partnering with this one group and, uh, you know, they, they did a great job or what have you, but then, you know, realized that, you know, maybe they, they cut a few corners or so. And so I said, Hey, I need to get smart on this stuff. Uh, I went to a meetup downtown for uh, Laravel PHP, which is the language that the the platform was, uh, you know, developed in. And I was, I, I mean, this was mm -hmm. literally like listening to uh, like the matrix in Chinese or something. I had no idea what they were talking yeah. about, but I, I talked to the guy who was leading the class uh, and he said that he had some availability and so he he took over, completely gutted it, fixed everything, um, and really? then met up with Addison. Awesome. And I mean, he just took it to another level. Um, you know, taught himself to code, which is beyond me. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, made changes to the front end, the back end, which are you know different parts of of the website. Mm -hmm. uh, as as I learned, um, and yeah, it's just been fantastic. <laughs> I mean, the the operating numbers that we have in terms of like site speeds and whatnot are, are killer, and it's all thank all thanks to this guy. Yeah. And then Addison, I mean, you're, you're coming in this at a, you know, probably a, little, a slightly buzzed and, and at a house party and being like, Hey, <laughs> this, this, this captain's experience thing is, is cool. You know, it's like, uh, you said, I can remember like from our previous comp phone call, like you weren't exactly like totally in on your first job. And then you came over to Captain Spoon and you're like, hey, this sounds awesome. You know, as an outdoorsman, you can relate to it. You're fishing. So, like, how, what what was that like? You know, because all of a sudden you guys start creating this thing. But, you know, Jonathan, you can't do it all on your own. You know, I'm starting to find that myself. Like, I got tons of stuff going on and I got a full-time job. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I need some help. You know, so when Addison approached you... Was it like a, a no brainer, like absolutely need a partner? And then Addison, when you were when you were getting approached by Jonathan, were you like, I'm in, like quitting the job tomorrow? Yeah, um, pr pretty much. Um, <laughs> oh, for, first of all, I think Jonathan's giving me too much credit. He, he he was working on Captain for you know a few months before I joined, and he did an absolutely fantastic job getting it off the ground by himself. So some major props on that. Um, but yeah, like like we were saying, I you know. I had actually met Jonathan's girlfriend before I met Jonathan and I didn't even realize she had a boyfriend because Jonathan was always kind of behind the scenes, just working, working too hard, I guess. Grind, grinding uh, away. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So, um, so it was kind of funny, but we, uh, we went to this house party. We actually have a couple of friends that started their own band. And so we had both gone to, to see the band play. And, um, unfortunately mm -hmm. neither of us really listened to the music at all because we met and you kind of the, you know, you're at the party and you're kind of like, Hey, how's it going? What do you do? Um, you know, you really don't really mm -hmm. care about the conversation nine times out of 10. Um, but I asked him what yeah. he was doing and he was like, Oh, I just started up this, this new company doing, um, outdoor sports stuff. And I was like, Oh damn, that, that's really cool. I love outdoor sports stuff. Um, and so yeah. we ended up talking, uh, you know, normally those conversations last 30 seconds or less and you forget the person's name right away. And we ended up talking for probably like five hours. Um, and then, you know, getting coffee the next day and just jumping into it really quickly. Mm -hmm. So, so that was great. I mean, from on a personal level, we, we really connected and, you know, not only, uh, co-founders, but, but good friends as well, which is awesome. That's all you can ask for. Um, in terms yeah. of actually jumping into uh, Captain, um, my my last startup, I don't want to disparage it at all. It was actually a great experience. It got me into the startup world. Um, I was working mm -hmm. previously at an app for temp working. So think of like an Uber, but um, instead of driving, you do, you know, you're either a, a waiter or you work event staff at a, at a you know, a Packers game or you, you're just kind of a behind the scenes worker. Um, so that was great. It really got yeah. me to understand kind of the marketplace dynamics of, 
um, okay, you're, you're fulfilling a need, but you need to kind of weigh both sides. Um, and we, I'm sure we'll get into marketplaces in a second, but um, it was really interesting to kind of think about, well, you need clients, but you also need workers. And you, how do you weigh the, the relative demands of that? Mm -hmm. And so I had some exposure to that sort of stuff. Um, and then my background is more on the product and technical side. So thinking through the strategy of the product, what decisions do we need to make when and how does that impact? Um, and, you know, how, how do we get someone to actually develop that and implement it? Um, so when I met Jonathan, I think our skills ended up being really complimentary and, um, you know, we kind of played off each other well. So when I joined Captain Experiences, it was, you know, it was off to the races because I could just take that marketplace and product experience and throw it right with all the stuff that mm. Jonathan had already been working on and getting out the door. And, and, you know, we just kind of both hacked away at it for a long time. Right. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it was, you know, it was this great juxtaposition between you and Jonathan and like your, you know, skills marriage very, very nicely. And then at the same time, it was good timing too. Cause Jonathan was like, just kind of in the midst of it, you know, only a few months in, like not to disparage anything that you're saying, but like, you know, a few months in, you're like, you're like getting the ball greased. Right. And then all of a sudden having these two people, these great minds come together, it's like, all right, now we can really launch this thing and like take it to the next level, you know? Cause I totally get it, man. Like when I was starting to build my first website in, in doing like, I had a little Amazon company. I was totally lost, had no idea what I was doing. And then over time it evolved, right? Cause you start to learn the language and you can talk to people that know, know a thing or two. And even just that part I thought was really interesting was being able to speak the language to someone else that way they understand what they want, what you want them to do, yeah. you know, it was like a huge thing for, for me. At least. I mean, from, from my perspective, you know, just when, when Addison started, I think the perfect example is, uh, you know, like the analytics on the site. And so, you know, it's very important mm -hmm. to kind of like track the flows of, you know, people are dropping off on this page or that page. And I mean, I was literally, you know, crawling through this stuff, you know, like reading all these forums, like how do I <laughs> slice and dice this stuff so that it makes yeah. sense to me. Uh, and Addison, you know, just literally like, well, not literally, but he popped the hood on the, on the site and was like, you know, this is what people are doing. You know, this, this sex segment of people are, uh, you know, booking these people aren't. And, uh, I mean, it was completely mm -hmm. eye opening. And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, uh, you know, he was saying like, oh my God, in his head, I'd love to join captain full time. And in, in my head, I was like, how am I going to, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. work some sort of Jedi mind trick on this guy to get him to jump in full time. <laughs> Uh, just, you know, did not know how to, how that would, uh, would happen, but, you know, we came together and it turned out we we're both thinking the exact same thing. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a perfect, uh, you know, partnership and, you know, I just think we're very complimentary in a, a, a number of ways. Yeah. We, we didn't have to convince yeah. each other at all. I just had to convince my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably the biggest convincing thing right there, right? Exactly. You, you gotta, we're moving to Austin. And I'm doing this captain's experiences thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, that we, owe, it's, it's kind of obvious, like who your customer is, right? It's, it's someone that is looking for a fishing trip. They probably want to go on maybe their first charter or their second charter or how many ever they've, they've been on, but they could be inexperienced and they could be yeah. both experienced. Right. And it's just an easier way for them to interact with the guide. But then you have the guide, right? And I would argue like maybe not knowing like the ins and outs, is that a harder customer than it is for the actual customer? Because you're trying to convince someone like, Hey, this is my baby. Like this is my business. And I'm going to give these guys like the opportunity to try and pull some more stuff in. Like what's that interaction been like? Cause I know some guys up here, you know, some of these guys are kind of salty. I was living on Hawaii and there was this old crusty guy named bill, right? Bill didn't want anything to do with anyone else. Yeah. Right. sounds like a cartoon character. Um, but like Bill didn't want to have to do with anything else. Right. He was like, he had his wife in the office who's been in the office for like 20 years and she takes phone calls and that's it. Right. right? Meanwhile, the, the charter company that I worked for, they had, you know, something similar where it's like a trip advisor and they were really kind of working from all angles. So like, what's been the reaction from the guides perspective, you know, and, and like, how is that interaction between you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, at first I would say that it was, it was really tough, uh, you know, and honestly intimidating to call these guides, you know, these, these salty guys and, you know, they've been doing it 20, 30 years or what have you. And, uh, you mm -hmm. know, know all the tricks to the trades uh, and, you know, it, it was tough, but, you know, we got to where we are just through listening to the guides and understanding their needs uh, and their desires. 
uh, and then building that into the product. And so now it's actually, I would say, um, you know, pretty efficient for us to onboard these guides, um, you know, because all mm -hmm. we do is, uh, you know, we find their websites online, uh, we give them a call, uh, you know, our, our buddy, John, who uh, just uh, became our first, uh, you know, full-time hire, uh, his dream job. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. His, uh, his dream job is just to sit there and, and call guides all day and talk fishing. And so that's exactly what, uh, what he does. You know, he calls these guides and says, <laughs> you know, Hey, I found you online. Your site looks great. We're a website, captainexperiences.com that'll help bring you more trips without the hassle. We'll keep you out on the water and out of the office. We'll create your profile mm -hmm. and trip listings for you for free. You set your own deposit and cancellation policies. We pay out directly to your bank account. Uh, you confirm or decline trips without penalty. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, more trips without the hassle. And so pretty much every guide uh, says, yeah, that sounds great. Sign me up. Uh, and we only mm -hmm. list licensed and insured guides. So they know that they're, you know, listed with quality outfitters uh, alongside themselves. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, all of these guides say that sounds great. Uh, let's do it. And uh, yeah, you know, then we just try to be uh, the best business partners that we can, um, you know, and bring them trips yeah. and understanding uh, their concerns and the concerns of, uh, you know, our guests and, and our groups. And it's, it's turned out well so far, you know, the average review score uh, on the site is 4.9 out of five stars. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, our, our guides love it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's really crucial for these guys to feel as though it's a no brainer, yeah. you know, and for my, and from what it sounds like it is like, why wouldn't you sign up? Yeah. You know, it's another revenue stream. It's another opportunity to then have your, you know, your stuff on the internet. Right. And, and the potential of bringing more people to your website, um, or in more people to your charter, right. I should say. Yeah. I mean, that's, so I think one of the things that's really important to think about too, is that, yeah. you know, given that we do have, we, we really have two different customers, right. Um, you know, we have the, our, mm -hmm. our actual customers who are the ones booking the charters. We, we call them adventures. Um, and then we have mm -hmm. our other customer, which is the guides. Um, and that matters a lot, right? Like we need to make sure we're keeping the guides happy. And I think that's one of the things mm -hmm. that we think about all the time is, you know, our, our customer is the customer. I mean, we, we wouldn't be anything without people booking trips. And, and that's what we need to think about and make the experience good for them. But at the end of the day, we're only as good as the guides that we have on the platform. So, you know, if, if we don't have mm -hmm. good guides then we're basically nothing, you know, so those guides really matter to us. Right. And so we, we not only want them to know that, but we want to keep them happy and make sure that we're listening to their feedback. So that's something that we talk about all the time is how can we make things easier and, and better for the guides? And, you know, we're trying to do that more and more every day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, I mean, they're the representation of captain's yep. experiences, right? Yeah. So like you guys want, you guys are motivated to get these guys who are, you know, good with customers. Yeah. They can, you know, they can catch yeah. fish, oh, yeah. right? I mean, that's important. <laughs> and then, you know, they got, you know, their boat's nice. They got things set up. They're doing it the right way. I mean, I've heard horror stories of some of these people like down in Florida who don't even have a license, you know, right. and they're taking over six people and they're getting paid. And obviously that's a big no, no from the coast guard. And, uh, you hear these, you know, crazy stories. So to have good quality guides, man, it's, it's a make or break for a trip. You know, like having been on a lot of charter trips, I mean, I go with the guys from big game up here in Point Judith, Rhode Island a lot. Mm -hmm. So shout out to them. Um, and hopefully they'll, maybe they'll get interested in captain's experiences. Yeah, those are the guys I was telling you about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and get them on. Um, they're great guys. And one of the big things for me is they're fun to be around, yeah. you know, like that's great. I caught a fish, but I want to be around. If I'm going to be around someone for six hours, eight hours, out offshore for 120 miles, like you got to like the guy, you know? So are you guys going out on some of these trips? Cause I know you guys both fish. Um, like, has there been one guide or one group that was kind of maybe your first one that came on board that you guys have actually gone fishing with? Yeah, we've, we've gone with a few and, you know, that's, that's what we try to do. Um, you know, we're obviously very busy hacking away at all hours of, of the day and night, but um, mm -hmm. you know, it's too tempting not to get high on your own supply in, in this business but we speak <laughs> out every once in a while. Um, but yeah, you know, we try to go fishing with as many guides as possible. And then we also, you know, try to get an understanding for their personalities. And then we, you know, do our mm -hmm. best to portray their personalities and those, uh, you know, soft skills, uh, in the YouTube embedded videos that we have on the site and in those descriptions, because, you know, yeah, you know, the, the keys is, uh, you know, specifically notorious for this, but, um, you know, guides can be, you know, pretty tough on, on their clients uh, or on their groups. 
Um, but you know, some clients really like that. They're like, you know, I'm booking this trip. I want it to be, uh, you know, hard. I want it to be tough. Like I want them to kind of grind on me, mm-hmm. you know, if I miss a cast. Uh, but then, you know, other people, <laughs> they, you know, do not want that at all. They're like, I'm looking to take my kids out. Uh, and what's really interesting we've realized is that the same adventure, the same customer might want that, you know, hardcore guide when he's going out with his buddies. Uh, but then he wants a different mm-hmm. guide when he's taking his kids out or his family. And so, uh, you know, we just try to, you know, portray mm. all of those different uh, differences because at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's a people business and, uh, you know, the people are, our guides are, are the difference makers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Has there been one trip that you guys have gone on that's kind of stuck out? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to say the the 36 hour trip, uh, you know, that we took with uh, with Captain. 36 hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's an overnighter. He's, he's got like a, a 50 foot, um, you know, Tiara sport fishing boat. Um, so it, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's got, uh, you know, full cabin, air conditioning, full fridge, you know, grill, um, you know, mm-hmm. outriggers, the works. It's 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 a really, really fun experience and, and comfortable for everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, we've been on a few of those 36 hour trips. Uh, the last one was really exciting. We got into some yellowfin. Uh, some Wahoo mm-hmm. and some Mahi Mahi. And that was pretty crazy because, uh, you know, we caught uh, a Wahoo and then, you know, 30 minutes later or less, you know, in, in the same water, 67 degrees, uh, we caught a Mahi, which is in a, a, a pretty sizable one, a, a big bull Mahi, yeah. uh, which was cr- pretty crazy, um, you know, because usually you catch them at, at water, warmer temperatures. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, but it's, it's just a blast to be out there. And he's he's a perfect example of a guide who, you know, really make sure that, um, you know, family and everybody is having a great time. And, and, you know, usually that means catching fish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, right. You got to catch something. Otherwise it's kind of boring. Yeah. What's up? Um, no, I was going to say, I mean, I think the really interesting thing about, you know, the trips that we have is that they're, they're so different. I mean, I think doing this, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this whole experience with Jonathan and captain experiences has really opened my eyes to all the different styles of fishing that are out there. Um, so I grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. trolling a little bit for rockfish in the Bay and then doing a lot of, uh, fly fishing, um, in streams around Virginia and, you know, you get tiny little brook trout and stuff. Um, you know, even here in Texas, one of the things that Jonathan and I did when I first started was, um, I actually had some paid time off for my last job. And so I used that to, uh, Oh, we got to use that. Yeah, so I, I used that to jump into Captain, you know, head over heels. And we went on a, you know, a week-long trip across Texas and just hopped around and basically, mm-hmm. you know, tried to meet, you know, we probably met 15 or 20 of our guides. Um, and it's really interesting, one, just to meet them where they are. Um, you know, when you meet someone in person, you can just tell so much more about them than when you meet them or, or even over video, like we're talking with you. But, you know, it's it's, it's a lot better than just talking over the phone. Um, you end up with a much more meaningful mm-hmm. conversation. You end up just understanding where they're they're coming from a lot better um so that, that was really interesting you know we, yeah. we did 10 10 12 trips um you know for totally different water types totally different species totally different experiences um and it's crazy the variety that you can have even in texas but you know as we've been expanding the business across the southeast and across florida it's just the variety is is astounding um and i, th- I think that's where a, a site yeah. like ours comes into play where you want to try some of those different things out and you know we have all of that available. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. I think you're totally right. You brought up a great point there. It's like, you know, from fishing a lot in the Northeast and then getting the opportunity to fish over in Kona for a little yeah. bit, um, which was really cool because all of a sudden you leave the Harbor and then you're, you're dropping your, you know, your lines in the water for Marlin and you're like 10 yards out of the, out of the breachway. Right. Perfect. And it's already a thousand feet deep under you. But like most of my fishing has been up here in the Northeast and there's different techniques, right? Like if you want to go for, for, for tuna here in the Northeast, it's a very different technique than if you were to go down in, you know, Texas. Right. But some guys want that. Like there, there's, I feel like there's definitely a group of people that want to go just fishing, right? Take me on a boat. Let me catch something. Right. And then there's like the step above that. And then you have a skilled angler who's not only going to just fish and catch a fish, but he's going to pick that person's brain, right? Like he's going to to learn a skill. It's more so a course than it is like just a fishing trip, right? I mean, it's like this balance between the two. So, you know, I've never really done a lot of fishing down in Florida, but from the guys I talk to at Waypoint, they're always talking about sight casting. You know, you watch like, you know, the saltwater experience and he's constantly doing sight casting and like all this other different types of fishing, fly fishing. I don't know how to fly fish, but I can catch you 
stripers and Tatago all day, yeah. you know, when they're in season up in Rhode Island, but take me out of that. I have no idea what right. I'm doing. Right. So it's like, I like how you guys are like curating not only different guides and experiences, but you're curating like different fishing modalities, yeah. right? Like the fundamentals are drastically different on the West coast of Florida than it is on the East coast of yeah. Florida, you know? So how have you guys like, started to kind of almost curate different areas of the United States and think like, all right, this is how we're going to approach this side of the U S this is how we're going to approach Florida. Cause I'm sure the guides kind of operate differently depending on where you are. Yeah, definitely. You know, so, so the way that we think about our supply is uh, we get incredibly granular. And so, you know, that's why we've really just been focusing on Texas to date. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if, if at, a, at a thousand foot view, you're looking at Texas. Okay. And then you kind of, you know, double click on, on Galveston and then you, you know, get further deeper into Galveston. It's like, well, the Galveston Bay complex is massive. You know, you have, you have Galveston, you have Baytown, you have Kima, you have Texas city, all of these different places. Uh, and the fishing is different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, launching from uh, any of them, you know, there's East Bay, there's West Bay, there's Trinity Bay. Uh, and, th- and then there's the Galveston jetties, which are, uh, the longest jetties in the world, if I'm not mistaken, you know, that have a, an incredible fishery for, uh, you know, big bull redfish, um, you know, sheephead, black mm-hmm. drum, the works. Uh, and then there's all this offshore stuff. And so, you know, just within the Galveston fishery alone, you can go fly fishing for redfish, you know, do that, that uh, you know, stalking stuff, the sight casting that you're talking about. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you can uh, just have like your standard bay trip. You can have a jetty trip. You can have a near shore trip. You can have an offshore trip. And so when we look at our supply, it's not like, hey, we need 10 guides in Galveston. It's, it's like, no, we need, mm. you know, 10, you know, inshore uh, bay fishing guides. We need 10 jetty guides, we, you know. And so uh, that's, that's really how we think about it because, you know, if someone was to try to poke holes in, in our platform and book a fly fishing trip in Galveston, but we don't have anyone, uh, you know, and we mm. do, <laughs> for the record, Captain Richard Gardner, he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we want to be meaningful to the people that are searching our trips, uh, in the footprint that we've, uh, established. So that's, that's kind of how we think about supply. If that long-winded, uh, long-winded answer, uh, answers your question. No, absolutely. I mean, it just, it makes perfect sense. Like it's great if you want to just go ahead and get every single guide out there, but you also got to get really granular and think, all right, where are these guys? Like, what are their specialties? who are they, you know, like, are they going to be a good fit? And then are they, you know, are they going to be quality too? Right. Like there's that whole other aspect. So I like how you guys get really granular with it and kind of think more, you know, how are we going to get the most quality platform rather than just create a platform, you know, cause I feel like you see a lot of that, you know, and there's a, there's other platforms out there that I've used just from a work standpoint and they just cater to everything, everyone right? Which I think there needs to be that, right? But for someone to go and say, I really want to go fishing and I want to have a good quality charter, like captain experience is a great option, you know? So I think that's an awesome way to kind of fill your niche, but then also think really acute as to like, what does the fisherman want? Cause you guys are both fishermen, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, going I, through this whole process, yeah, go ahead. Zach, the only thing I would add there is, um, you know, I, I don't want it to sound like we don't cater to, to everyone. So, so I mean, one of one of our goals here, and and we talk about this mm. all the time, is to unlock the outdoors for everyone. Yeah. So we want to make sure that fishing right. is accessible for whoever wants it. Um, and I would say mm-hmm. that those aren't, you know, those aren't distinct things, right? Like you don't have to, we want to have catered trips and we want to have good experiences, but that's because we want everyone to come over and, and have a positive time in the water. We have a lot of... Um, actually right. people that are new to fishing and yeah. they say it's a relief to go on your site because we try and make it accessible to them. So we can not only cater mm-hmm. to someone that is really experienced and knows exactly what they want and we'll give them all the technical lingo and we'll, we'll talk to them, you know, for three hours if they want to, but then we can also talk mm-hmm. for three hours to the person who just wants to ask the really basic questions and says, I don't, I don't know what the difference between these two trips is. I don't, if I go to Galveston and there are 30 million options, like which one do I choose? Mm-hmm. I just want to go out with, with my wife or, you know, I just want to go out with my kid and have a good time. Um, and so we want to help right. those people. We want to make it more accessible for them because I feel like sometimes you can get, you know, like I won't lie. Sometimes you go to these guide websites and they're, we, we describe it as fishy. Like they just, they the talk the talk dudes. and they, yeah. they've got a lot of lingo. Right. The, the lingo is, is great for them. And it's great if you know how to talk the lingo and it makes them seem very professional and and like they know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know all those terms, then 
it's really difficult and you might just be turned off completely and you might just say, oh, well, maybe next year because I don't really, I don't have time to do research. I don't know what, what this means or, you know, maybe these guys are kind of standoffish and I don't want that. And they might be totally friendly people, right, but, right. you know, that's just kind of the, the unfortunate impression that you can get sometimes. So we want to make sure that everyone has mm. that exposure. Um, and I think that can really help grow fishing, yeah. you know, even broader. Yeah, absolutely. I like that opening the outdoors for everyone, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's, what's really important, you know? And I think what people need to realize is the more people that are in the outdoors and that understand the outdoors and can use it responsibly that then the outdoors gets to grow for everyone. Right. I mean, just from a simple economic standpoint, the more people that are out fishing, right. And more people that you can introduce to an awesome sport through the, through captain's experience, you know, now that person might go home and start investing a fly rod, right. And might get a little bit better and and start to contribute to this whole, you know, big outdoor playground, right. Which all that money then gets funneled right back into what we know and love, which is the coastline, the marshes. If you're a hunter, then it's like one big cycle, right? So when you are talking to someone that's a little bit more, um, on the newer side, what's kind of, what are the pain points? I'm curious because, you know, as someone who's done charters, not fishing charters in particular, though I have ran a couple, a couple of them here and there, like, what are some of the pain points you guys see with those people? Like, what is the biggest barrier to entry to saying, oh, no, I don't even want to get involved versus coming to you and saying, all right, well, let me like help me walk, walk me through this. Be my concierge to fishing. Yeah. I mean, I would just say the the transparency, um, you know, people come to us and, and we say, look, we totally understand. Um, and, and we, you know, start from square one, whereas, uh, you know, we've, we've heard countless times, you know, they, uh, on the phones or, you know, via the chat, they say, Oh, like, thank you so much. This is so helpful. Uh, these are questions that I would have never felt comfortable, you know, asking my guide. Uh, and so, you know, a perfect example, once again, going back to, to Galveston is, um, you know, a bay trip versus a jetty trip. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. you know, they're not aware of jetty trips. Uh, you know, they, they think they're the same thing, but you know, the fishing is completely different, you know, an inshore bay trip would be, uh, you know, more of the sight casting, uh, you know, throwing a popping cork or a live, you know, shrimp under a popping cork, you know, twitching right. it for those big speckled trout, those redfish, um, you know, whereas a jetty trip is, um, you know, maybe a, uh, um, I don't know, a less, less intense version of that, you know, you're, you're kind of just, uh, uh, you know, bottom fishing there, those rocks and, um, you know, catching and, and you can catch, you know, a lot of times that big bull redfish, so that's really mm-hmm. exciting to people. Uh, and so, you know, just being able to talk to people, understanding, um, you know, what their needs and wants are, and then being able to, to shepherd them to, you know, the perfect trip. Yeah. And, and I think just to add on to that, it, it's also, I mean, going back to all the different types of trips, I mean, it's also helpful that we like Jonathan and I aren't experts at, at you know, all of this kinds of stuff. There are a million different types of trips out there. Mm. So there's stuff that we're still learning too. And so it's helpful to try and put yourself in the shoes where you say, okay, maybe I'm a really good, you know, fly fisherman or something, but I'm not very good at, you know, this, uh, you know, inshore, uh, you know, bass fishing. I, I don't know anything about bass fishing, not inshore, but mm. you know, on a lake or something like I'm not a freshwater bass fisherman. So maybe I need some guidance there and that can help me put my, my mind in the, in the, you know, my eyes in the mind of a customer that, that might need some guidance there. And I can say, mm-hmm. Hey, here's how I would approach something like that. And, and, you know, that's what we try and teach our, our team as well. Right. Right. And I, one thing that kind of sticks out to me from, you know, from other platforms that are out there is you guys really get personal, yeah. you know, like you guys are the ones calling these people up. You're talking to them on the phone, right? It's not just some agent it's someone that's actually been there done that right they love fishing but then you take it a whole nother step further and you're like all right well before you even like talk to your guide you can go on his profile and watch a youtube video all about him you know and in in a way that's kind of what i'm doing into into some degree right it's like giving the backstory behind guys like you so that when someone goes to captain's experiences, they might have the opportunity to listen to a podcast. Right. And and be like, Hey, you know, you know, now obviously everyone's medium is, is different, right? Some people read, some people like to watch a video, but for you guys to give that, um, that quick snippet of, you know, Hey, this is, this is your captain. Like, this is what he's all about. That brings a lot of comfort to people. Cause like you said, like, you know, if I'm brand new to fishing and I don't know how to flip the bail on my conventional reel, you know, 
hopping on board, it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to ask the big, scary, salty, bearded man who's probably really kind inside, but you know, he kind of gives this persona of like this salty fisherman yep. dude, right? Um, but to have that conversation with you guys in like a brief intro, I man, I think that's super important, super valuable to someone that's just getting into it, yep. you know? So is that been kind of the the reaction that you guys get with those videos? And and by the way, they're like really good videos. Oh, you. you guys don't skimp out on production either. Like they're not just like a, a cell phone video of some guy. Yeah. You know, it's you guys do a really good job. Um, but like what's been the she's reaction to that? Up. What's that? Shout out to my sister. She's been helping out with some of those. Well we Oh really? Family's getting oh, involved. Yeah. Family has to get involved. Yeah. We we also they have to, right? We have to mention our third co-founder at this stage, Laszlo. Um, he's he's been a huge help for us. Laszlo is uh, is this drone that that we bought at Best Buy, and we named it, we named him <laughs> Laszlo, uh, which is short for Lazarus, you know, back from the dead. Because uh, the first day yep. we got Laszlo, we took him out to this park right over here by by my place, and uh, you know, we launched the drone, charged it up, figured it out. And we were just mesmerized, like you said, by this amazing content. So we're both staring at the We're being the, the dumbasses looking only at the screen. And we're not looking at all then, about where we're going. And then Laszlo just goes dark on us and goes tumbling through this tree, this <laughs> giant oak tree right next to us. We're like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, you know, to anyone listening out there, get the drone warranty at Best Buy. Uh, it's it's gonna it's worth its, uh, its weight in gold. It's worth yeah. it. And so... <laughs> You know, we just went back to the the lovely people at Best Buy, and they they gave us uh they gave us Laszlo, and so um yeah, he's been a huge help with. They gave you a brand new drone. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it it took a little bit really? of uh you yeah. know begging and pleading, but uh but yeah, we came back <laughs> with Laszlo and, and brought him home, and uh I wouldn't say that we've been more careful with him, you know, because since then we've taken him you know two hundred miles offshore and stuff, but uh we definitely mm-hmm. uh. Uh, you know, climbing the learning curve in, in terms of uh, you know, training Laszlo. <laughs> like everything, right? Training, training <laughs> Laszlo. He's like a, he's like an animal. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Yeah. And, and I'm sure those guys appreciate it too, oh, yeah. you know, cause if you think about it, if you're out fishing all the time, you know, like my buddy's a charter fisherman he, and he's a younger guy too. And, you know, he doesn't have a, like when the fishing season's here, he's going back to back, like inshore, offshore, overnight, inshore. Like this is like revolving for like almost four months, you know? So to have someone that can kind of be like, Hey, here's some content, you know, here's a, here's a snippet about you. I mean, that must be pretty cool for those guys too. I'm sure they use it on their own sites and and, in other places as well. I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. I mean the, the perfect example, um, you know, is these, these fishing reports that we have. And so, you know, Addison through mm-hmm. his, you know, product wizardry has been able to set up these text messages. And so we send our guides uh, weekly text messages, uh, you know, saying, hey, send in your photos, your videos, your written fishing reports. Our guides send those right into us uh, and we create, uh, you know, these weekly blogs, uh, you know, all about fishing mm-hmm. reports in each of these areas. Uh, and so you can go to those fishing reports. We call it the big old mess because it's literally just a big old mess of like U.S., Galveston, <laughs> you know, San Diego. Uh, but it's really cool to just, yeah. you know, kind of flip through and see uh, what's going on around the world in, in fishing. And, you know, our guides are, uh, you know, good at what they do. They've got the best reports. They've got, you know, all of these amazing pictures. And, uh, you know, to your point on content, they're getting better and better about, you know, taking great, great pictures. And, you know, I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, that we haven't really touched on it yet, but. Um, you know, the conservation piece is huge, you know, being able to Mm -hmm. go out with a guide, we think that we're, um, you know, in a way, um, you know, doing our small part, because these guides, uh, you know, they, they know all of, uh, you know, the tricks when it comes to conservation, and, you know, the do's and don'ts, whereas, you know, uh, maybe, you know, some do it yourselfers might be doing things that they don't even realize are, uh, you know, impacting, um, you know, the fish or the environment Mm -hmm. in a, in a negative way. But, um, yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're just excited about that as well. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't sell yourself short on a small part because I think you guys are doing a much larger part, you know, you. and it's this combination of tech into the outdoors, right? Which I don't think has really happened yet. You know, like I, I think it's starting to happen. I think with obviously social media is a huge part, right? You see these badass pictures there were a drone shot like laszlo goes up and takes an awesome shot of of like this marsh right right? and someone wants to go out and 
try that out, right? So then you give them the opportunity to do so. So I kind of look at you guys as like almost like the gatekeepers yeah. to this plethora of knowledge from these guides. You know, it's like you guys have like a library. You want to go fly fishing? Sure. Talk to Tim. You want to go striper fishing on the Cape? Sure. Talk to, you know, so-and-so, right? Talk to my buddy, Jake. Like that's who you guys really are, which is awesome. It's, it's this, it's a super cool concept that allows you to kind of be a gatekeeper, right? I mean, essentially, and not only that, like, like we touched on before is now that person that went for fit, went for a fishing trip is going off and saying, Hey, I want to get into this. Like, how can I do that better? And you brought up a great point too, is like, you know, a lot of these people, they will go fishing, but they don't know how to release a fish properly. Right. Like, they're they're actually doing more damage than they are helping it right so to be able to have that education piece are you guys working with anyone directly in terms of conservation and any other aspects like that right now or anything in the works or thoughts yeah we we have a big um you know announcement i guess or you know campaign in the the works with texas parks and wildlife um you know here here in texas i mean the you know, we touched on it at the beginning, you know, just in our, our own personal experiences with this winter storm and, you know, busted pipes and whatnot. But mm-hmm. What a lot of people real, don't realize is that uh, the, the uh, winter storm had a major effect on, um, you know, the Texas coast uh, in terms of uh, fish populations. And so there was a, a widespread fish kill, um, you know, everywhere from, uh, you know, South Padre and the lower Laguna Madre up to, to East Matagorda Bay. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I, Texas Parks and Wildlife just came out with the, with the numbers, but north of uh, or roughly like 3.5 million fish, uh, you know, died during this, uh, you know, this weather storm. Uh, and so we have partnered with Texas Parks and Wildlife uh, to donate 5% of profits on all of our Texas inshore trips. Uh, here in, in oh, 2021. Awesome. Uh, and then we're also, uh, you know, donating via a big, um, you know, social media campaign uh, that we we just wrapped up. But, you know, those proceeds are going to go towards Texas Parks and Wildlife, and they're going to allocate them however they think is best to, uh, you know, help uh, the coast rebound. Uh, but one of the things that we're really excited about uh, that they're that they're working on are these hatchery programs. Uh, and so, you know, they're, mm. they're breeding, um, you know, the next generation of, of speckled trout, which was the game fish species that was, you know, hit the hardest, uh, due to this event. So, you know, just trying to do, do yeah. our small part, uh, and, you know, nothing crazy, just trying to, you know, support the people who, uh, you know, know their stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. No, absolutely. So let me ask you this, like as someone who's creating this online platform, you know, you kind of have this interesting, these two pillars, if you will, of like, all right, we're combining tech with the outdoors, which is like the complete opposite of tech, you know, but, but right now, like everyone, all the attention's on your phone, right? So this is a net, like your phone is becoming a necessary evil, right? If you even look at it to be evil, right? I mean, you could say it's, it's kind of changed the world and the way we know it, but you talk to a lot of these old timers and they're like, oh, well, you know, Back in my day, you know, you shouldn't, you know, technology, it's ruining everything, you know, which I, I I don't know, in my opinion, I think yes and no, like it's taking a lot of people away from the outdoors and being present, like just being on the boat and casting into a mangrove or, or trolling for some stripers off a block Island like that. Those moments are super important. And I think don't need to have a whole lot of technology involved into it. Right. But in order for people to know that and get into that, and, and we're seeing this massive push with COVID because everyone wants to go outside because that's like the only thing we can do nowadays. Well, at least up here in the Northeast. I know Texas just released everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I was in Texas. Um, but, you know, like, what do you, where do you guys see yourself like in the position here? Cause I think you guys are in a very unique spot. You know, you, you guys are this, this pillar, right? You guys are kind of looked to as like the experts when it comes to fishing and in the outdoors. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I guess a couple things. Um, I, I would say that we're, we're very lucky in the timing of, of when we started this, this whole adventure. Um, I think, you know, at, at, we're not teaching people how to use smartphones or teaching people how to use these devices. We're basically just showing them a new mm-hmm. way to do it for something that they know and love. Um, so, you know, everyone has smartphones. All of our guides have smartphones. All of our customers certainly do. Um, and they've all been to a website and they all know how to, you know, 
do a search and then book something online. It, it's not revolutionary. Um, what we're doing is right. just tying it to something that we really care about that hasn't had that exposure yet. So we take, you know, a very conventional model, which is e-commerce or buying something online and another very conventional model, which is going fishing. And then we just tie them together, which I think is, is, you know, I won't, we won't take a ton of credit for being really brilliant about that, but we'd yeah. like to think that we're doing it for, you know, in a good way. Um, so I don't mm. know, Jonathan, do you have anything to add? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just add that, um, you know, Zach, you hit the nail on the head, which is, um, you know, we, we think of captain experiences as that gateway to unlocking the outdoors for all, um, you know, it really is a means to an end. And so, yes, you're using, you know, your laptop or your smartphone, uh, as a means to get outdoors, you know, the, uh, the product that we're pushing is, you know, that phone in the dry box face down, you know, you're not even thinking about it. You're out there for six hours. I mean, when else in, in your life are, are like in, in this day and age, are we, um, you know, like that? Are we, you know, phones down? Um, you know, the only time really mm -hmm. is if you're, you know, in the shower or something, but you still probably have it on loud, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, everything is just being interrupted. <laughs> I know I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's just being interrupted. The first thing most people grab when they wake up is their phone to, you know, start checking emails. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's sad in a sense, but you know, it's, it's all the more important mm -hmm. to us to get people out there, uh, focusing on friends and family, like, yeah, sure. You know, take your phone out, uh, and take a picture of your catch and stuff so that you can always remember that memory. Uh, but then it goes back down and, and you're, you know, fish on, uh, you know, you're, you're reeling up another, another big one. So, uh, you know, and it's, it's not even about the fish, you know, another thing that we say, uh, is that the fish are an excuse, you know, and it's, it's, it's an excuse to get out there with your friends, your family, uh, you know, these guides and understand, you know, their life and, and their, uh, you know, their stories. Uh, and so, you know, it's, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think I speak for us both in saying that we couldn't imagine doing anything else. It's just so uh, rewarding to, to hear those stories from people, uh, you know, in their reviews and, and firsthand. Yeah, no, I, I bet that's really eye opening because I'm sure for a lot of these people, it's that's their first fish, you know, like that's the first time they ever got to reel something in and I was talking to a friend of mine. He was he was like so stoked about going fishing this summer because we're, we're planning on doing a fishing trip, and he was he was like, "Man, we can catch something and then we can bring it home yeah. and eat it." And I'm like, "Yeah, like this isn't new age technology, right? People have been doing this for millions of yeah. thousands and thousands of years." And uh, but that was such a foreign concept to him, yeah. right? So to be able to have that experience, you know, this summer is going to be awesome, you know, and and that's the experience and that's the feeling that you guys are kind of giving to people, right. Which is really, really yeah. cool. And, um, you know, I know when I was spent time doing charters, it was, I wanted to give this person the best trip possible, yeah. right. Cause you never know what this person's going to do with their life. Right. And maybe this trip of catching that fish could make them the next, you know, I don't know, Theodore Roosevelt, right. Yeah or, or what have you, right. Some conservationist, John Muir yep. or, or, you know, Gifford Pinchot or the list goes on and on. Um, but giving that opportunity to someone is like, that's the first step. So, you know, creating an app, creating a website, creating this culture, creating this brand and community is all well and good, but there's always things that come up that it's like, Oh Jesus, man, this captain's experience this thing. Um, it's keeping me up at night, right? That's the first thing you check when you go to bed. It's the last thing you think about. Like, and, and I think that's the way it should be, right? I mean, that's, that's how you become successful. But there's always moments where it's like, all right, well, this is a challenge. How are we going to get over it? Was there anything that kind of sticks out to you guys, you know, besides the recent snowstorm <laughs> that was, you know, unexpected and something that came up that was like, all right, well, how are we going to really navigate this one? Hmm. You got anything? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about that a little bit. I, I, first of all, I would say it's an absolute pleasure for us to work sun up to sundown seven days a week to, to get everyone else. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a treat to be able to do it every now and then ourselves. Um, you know, I, I'd say it's, I mean, it's a constant battle. I mean, there are all kinds of things that go wrong when you're running a, a piece of technology. There, there are ways that that can fail or go down or, you know, you're, you're constantly battling that. And then I'd say, I mean, for us, it's been a learning curve of dealing with people. I mean, you're, you're, we do have a piece of technology and that facilitates an engagement, but at the end of the day, the engagement is between 
two different parties and you're connecting them and you're trying to make sure everyone knows what's going on. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a learning experience. Everyone has different needs in their trips. Mm -hmm. All the guides run different trips. All the customers have different wants and needs and desires going into that trip. And so we just have to do our best job to say, you know, figure out what that customer wants, communicate that to the guide, and then make sure that that guide can support the customer's trip and and what they want to do. Um, and you know, like you've met all kinds of people, like, you know, there are a million different people in the U S that that's, you know, a million different concerns that we need to deal with and, and need, we need mm-hmm. to, to facilitate, which um, I would say is a daily challenge, but something that we're trying to work on, you know, especially just based on the fact that we're, we're here answering the phones and talking to people. And I think, you know, five minutes on a phone call can certainly alleviate, you know, three days of emails and angry texts and all of that stuff. So, you know, that's something that we've learned and we're really trying right. to, to continue to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you guys keep, I mean, I know you will because that's just who you are, but the fact that you can just call someone up and talk to someone, a human being, I don't know about you, but I've been on hold. I was on hold with Verizon the other day for like 10 hours. Brutal, most brutal thing. All I wanted to do is talk with one, one person, just answer one question. Right. But I think that's a big thing. You know, people want that. And, and if you're starting your engagement with that person on a positive note, with a phone call and that personal touch, you know that by the end of that trip, by the by the time that person is done and is writing a review about Captain's experience, like that's gonna be something positive, you know, yeah. because you already started off on personal and the most things about fishing trips, the best parts of it are those personal conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say yeah. that we're, we're trying to almost have it both ways. We're trying to have our cake and eat it too, where, you know, if a customer wants mm-hmm. to go on the website and they want to do something and just book the experience without talking to us, plenty of people want that. And they're, they're perfectly able to do Absolutely. that. They can go on our site and search for what they want and, you know, run the filters and they'll find a trip for them mm-hmm. and they can book it online and not worry about cash and not worry about a thing. Um, but there are plenty of people that do want an, an interaction and, you know, especially coming from a, a, you know, the status quo in fishing is 100% pen and paper and talking to people. And so a lot of people still want that interaction or they have questions and stuff like that. So we want to kind of give people the option to do it how they want to do it. Um, yeah. And I'd say, yeah, at this point, if, you, right. if you're if you calling us, you've got a good chance of reaching Jonathan or I. I mean, we're still answering yeah, the phones all the time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. If anyone has any questions, just give us a call. Yeah. I mean, I would just yeah. say that the perfect example that comes to mind for me are these, you know, 36 hour trips that we touched on, you know, um, there was someone, Rick, uh, who booked a, a six person charter for, um, you know, his team, uh, from work to say, you know, thanks for the year. We had a great year. Uh, and he booked the trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, we looked at the numbers. It was like, he booked it in like three minutes and, uh, you know, found everything that he wanted. Really? Yeah, and, and wow. you know, I mean, these, these, uh, you know, th- that's one of our, you know, more expensive trips out there, the 36 hour. Uh, and, you know, we, we didn't speak with Rick until, you know, after he booked, but, you know, we were, we were all set and that's how he wanted to do things. You know, another example, uh, you know, was Mark, one of our first customers, uh, we met at the Houston boat show, um, you know, and he swung by the booth. Mm-hmm. We had a great, you know, 10 minute conversation. Uh, you know, this, you know, these are the pen reels that captain Lee's using out there. This is the setup of the boat. Uh, you know, yes, I've been out there personally. This is what it's like, all that. Uh, and then he goes home and, you know, the next week books a trip after speaking with us again, you know, so it's, it's really, uh, you mm-hmm. know, what, whatever you want, we're, we're happy to, to work with you on it. Right, right. Well, I'm going to use a quote from our previous conversation that we had. And I think I can't remember who said it, but it was the word of mouth on steroids. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is that's a perfect description. And I wrote that down. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is a, that is a perfect description of what you guys have. Yeah. Right. Cause historically fishing trips in any charter and in, in general, right. Whether it's a whale watching tour or what have you have been historically known to be by word of yeah. mouth. Right. And, and now more than ever, right. Social media is essentially a, a form of a platform that is a word of mouth platform. Right. You follow someone, you check them out, and then obviously you can push ads and stuff like that from your end. But from like a from the consumer's perspective, right? All of a sudden, something pops up. You're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. Let me check that out." You know, so that's what I think is is such a great way to describe yourself, right? And and yeah. whoever said that, I don't know. Put that on a T-shirt. Word of mouth on steroids, <laughs> right? Anything on steroids is work. Yeah, there you go, John. <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, man, I think what you guys have going on here is super, super cool. And um, 
I'm just excited to be able to share it with some of my buddies and hopefully get them on, you know, on the, on the table and, and getting out some charters. So thanks. Zach. Absolutely. So yeah. And you know, I hope we can uh, stay in touch, but before we go, you know, where can people get to know more about you guys? How can they learn about captain's experience? You know, where do they sign up for a charter? Yeah, definitely. So people can check us out at captainexperiences.com, you know, uh, you know, from their desktop, from their, uh, you know, mobile, their tablet. Um, yeah, captainexperiences.com. We, uh, there's a chat window right there. You can talk to Addison. You can talk to me. You can talk to our buddy, John, um, you know, or give us a call at 833-CAPTAIN. Um, you know, uh, what else? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every, everything, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's all just captain experiences. Um, C-A-P-T-A-I-N experiences. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Along the Keel. I had a great conversation with Jonathan and Addison. I just love their enthusiasm behind the entire project. And uh, I know it's going to be a successful company, and it already is. It's showing tons of success with guides all across the nation and anywhere from Texas to Florida to even up here in New England on the Cape. So wish you guys the best of luck. If I had to take something away from this episode, I would take away the fact that you just never know who you're going to bump into, right? Who knows that where where Jonathan would have been if he had never met Addison and where Addison would have been if he never met Jonathan. So always keep your ears out. Always keep your eyes open and looking for opportunities out there because um, you never know who you're going to bump into. With that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the show. If you want to support the show, you can head over to alongthekill.com. Check us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing on our social media platforms such as Instagram and Facebook. Also, you can listen to this episode and watch it on YouTube. I would highly suggest that. Throw us a subscription on YouTube. It is absolutely free like everything else with Along the Keel. And uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind signing up for our newsletter. we got some really cool things coming down the pipeline, so be in the loop on that. Also, leave us a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. That's super helpful, and it takes absolutely nothing in terms of time. It could be writing something nice real quick or tapping five stars and getting on with your day. Either way, we would really, really appreciate it. Anyways, hope you guys work hard, do good, be incredible, and have an awesome day. Mm